0: Hello and welcome to the Gagin Press part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Uh, We are back talking about all things Liverpool for the next half an hour. I'm joined, of course, as always, by the topist of legacy reds, uh, probably the youngest legacy red as well, actually, um, Mr Alex Purdy. How are you?
1: I'm okay. As you two know, I'm nursing an injury at the moment. Another Liverpool injury. Um,
0: right. Can I hear the news. Let, can I hear the news. Let me just let me just introduce our other co-hosts and then we'll we'll Sorry. come back to this breaking Far more news. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quickly, we also have Emma Sanders here. Emma, how are you? No injuries for you, I hope.
2: All good. All good. I'm just uh, yeah. I'm just excited now. Well, I don't know whether is the right word, but hoping that PUDs has injury. good news on the injury front yeah
0: well, he's, he's definitely sat down so it could be i don't know could both be legs bed. amputated so <laughs> i don't know what happened here okay. can't i can't see mean, any crutches
2: like, in the background
0: i like how you're playing through the pain as well unlike <laughs> all of liverpool's other injuries yeah no i've got season. an assist
1: a world-class assist on it anyway um so last friday gone up for a header and just landed straight on the side of my foot i was actually nowhere near the ball i just did it for jokes um, and this was like 30 seconds
0: in. So you're um, just jumping in the air
1: around yeah i mean it was going over my head but like like four of me wouldn't have got it um so
0: i have broken it out for six weeks no, actually broken it yeah because when yeah. you because when you said yesterday in the group chat that um that you had gone over on your ankle and i thought yeah i've done that several times and it like goes it looks horrible and it goes up massive but then every time i've been to a and E, they've just been like, "Oh, you've just torn ligaments. It's just a sprain or whatever." But you've actually, yeah, bone I mean, I has had, been, damaged. yeah,
1: I had all of that blown up. Looks horrible, but it's also broken. So, mm. oh the no, monte. yeah, that's
0: awful feet? news. It is, yeah, Met- metatarsal. Which bone are we talking? Here, Don't you know?
1: know. I forgot what you said. <laughs> I just heard six <laughs> weeks, and I was like, oh. foot, foot of bone." <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Have, have you I got mean, one of
2: those like fancy boots
1: on? Yeah, I'll try and show you. I mean, podcast listeners, this is not good audio but can you see uh, that? oh my god
2: yeah, I, yeah. I can c- confirm it is a boot it's a big yeah. boot yeah
0: a big like ski boot <laughs> yeah oh
2: wow for the, for the audio listeners that same boot uh my my housemate did a similar thing although he was actually on a night out and tried to sort of replicate a goal that he scored in fireside <laughs> and um <laughs> broke oh, his foot that's and we a were literally travelling I mean it is but we were literally travelling to Barcelona like six days later or something oh, and no. then, Oh no, He we, we still went and he was like, I'm not taking the crutches. And he decided, he like absolutely insisted that we were going to walk around Barcelona with his boot on. I think it's fair to say we were there for about four hours and then he was like, I need to find somewhere to buy painkillers, so. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, That's it, was yeah. Horrible. I mean, yeah. we got, we, it was a great excuse because then I was like, oh, we'll have to go to the pub and, you know, sit down <laughs> and the alcohol will help, you know, with the pain. <laughs> um, so we just got drunk the whole time. It was brilliant. <laughs>
0: I'll do Doesn't that. so good. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Get drunk. Go to Barcelona. there's, there's to nice. Go to do the it. pub. Yeah.
2: Uh, listen. Listen to my advice. It's good. Really, really good. <laughs> Emma, what's the worst injury,
0: footballing or otherwise, that you've ever had?
2: Weirdly enough, as well, it was. It's just come up to the three-year anniversary of. Uh, I actually did a Luis Carrius in five side and broke my wrist um, very badly. Actually, um, no way. So now, you were in yeah. goal at the time, or? Yeah, so like we so I play with with like the lads from work every well, usually we play on Tuesdays at the moment. We're now playing on Fridays. But um yeah, we all rotate and go in goals. So none of us are keepers and we don't have gloves or anything like that. Um <laughs> you're literally just in for sort of five minutes. Um classic 5 a side rules. And yeah, 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 and uh yeah, and I went in and um and this lad who's got a proper, proper shot on him, absolutely smashed it. Most people would have left it, but I was like, I'm gonna save this. Um yeah attempted to save it with, with one hand because it came that quick that obviously I didn't react quick enough to get to and, uh, oh and it my just, God. it completely snapped it back so I broke it, I think I broke it in four places um oh. I had to get metal put in it and all this kind of stuff I've still got scar again, not for the audio listeners You probably can't <laughs> see very well but
0: oh, oh no, yeah I can see it, oh, it looks like, yeah, a, like a little shark bite off. or something, that's crazy yeah, no, 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 no.
2: When, when oh. it's sunny you can really see it, but yeah so it came up on my sort of social media memories uh, this week it was uh, three years yeah three years since my sad wrist but,
1: wow, Yeah, that's an injury did you save it? it did it go in
2: uh, oh yeah no so that's the worst bit is that it, went it in. rolled in <laughs> it was Chocolate funny, yeah because I mean I, I don't want to get too graphic but it yeah it full on flopped back so as soon as I, I did it back. You, uh, you, you could see it and I was like ah um, and the, the ball just sort of rolled in oh, and I was like no. oh, uh, I can't, that's the worst can't if it just if the ball had like
0: if the ball had flown in and like rippled the net, then that's like fair enough. But just the fact I can just see this like yeah. tragic yeah. trickling in over the line.
2: <laughs> and I, and I pro- if I wasn't being so dramatic about the fact that, you know, I thought my hand was about to flop off, then uh, I probably could have still saved it. Like, I probably could have got back up and, you know, scraped it off the line. But uh, yeah, by that point I was sort of, you know, less concerned about the fan side, but um, oh. yeah. What about you, Andy? <laughs>
0: I've never done anything really bad. Like I've done my ankle a couple of times, but it's only ever, as I said, it's only ever been ligaments where it just goes up massive. And yeah, you can't sort of play for two or three weeks. I've just got really weak, like chocolate ankles that I go over (laughs) on them regularly. Um, And, but I was thinking the worst thing is actually I broke someone else's foot once. Oh no. No, And I mean, yeah, but I (laughs) lost the ball. and It was one of those things where, like you lose the ball and you feel really bad about it so you just like run and lose position and just go crazy to try and get it back and I maintained that the tackle was fine but it was excessive for like Thursday night seven aside uh and yeah I think he was uh like he'd had problems with it before and I think it was just too much and he wasn't expecting that level of a tackle oh. And yeah he went he went off and I was like Ah, i will be fine and he was like yeah yeah i'll be fine and then just the next day he's got a message from a mutual friend just saying yeah he broke it and he was in hospital and stuff i was like
2: oh, I oh no <laughs>
0: so i just had like a really sheepish apology and stuff yeah. on, on facebook and i don't because i don't know him very well and i don't think he's ever forgiven me which is probably fair enough to be honest ladies and gentlemen but uh, yeah. yeah there you go
2: don't oh, play no. football with andy did, did no. you do the classic i got the ball
0: <laughs> yeah, I did at the time, which probably made it a lot worse.
2: <laughs> oh well. well, you've you've told everyone now. You that's it. You're you're guilt free. You've, you've admitted it. You've let it out. We go yeah, again. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, yeah, happens to the the best of us, I guess. Kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, did hey, did the guy who 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 shot broke your wrist did he apologise or say anything? Or was
2: he just laughing? Oh massively, at yeah. Oh no, no, like because cause obviously I work with him. So he was um, yeah, there was it was literally and to make it worse, um, so it was obviously in 2018. Um, it was just before um, the World Cup, which was so that was my first year at BBC. So um I had to miss all of the group stages because obviously I couldn't type fast no. enough or anything oh, I so I was devastated so I was crying you know, and it was probably the first person they've ever seen crying when they said oh yeah you'll have to take time off work and I was like
1: um
2: so obviously when when he found out that I had to miss I think I came to my first game was Brazil's last 16 I did a proper Wayne Rooney comeback yeah. and came back for the knockouts they um, <laughs> not actually fit yeah, yeah um and I just about made it through to the final I had to take painkillers before my shifts because it was like Obviously it was, it was really painful, like sort of, you know, um, typing quickly, but um, yeah, he, bless him, he sent me flowers and uh, yeah, people from work were really good. And my boss actually, um, because, well, I say my boss, he's like sort of one of my football editors, he plays football with us. So he was the one who drove me to surgery the next day and he brought me uh, the Panini sticker book the World Cup. Like no, way. no way. Yeah, so I had something to do in hospital, but um, yeah. So That'll he was an, extremely apologetic. Yeah. That would be a nightmare to do one handed, though. <laughs> exactly. Like peeling all the stickers and stuff. <laughs> That's what everyone said because it was so difficult. Yeah, that. So that was part of the joke, So I then had to one handedly uh stick the stickers in my. It, it's the most untidy sticker book, and I'm a little bit OCD with stuff like that. So and you yeah. knew that, so it really bothered me. <laughs>
0: uh, well. Should we talk about Liverpool after all Uh, of this? Yeah, go on. (laughs) Um, Right, I made a big thing last week of saying how the season was over and it was really boring and we were done and top four was not going to happen. And then we beat Southampton 2-0 in, frankly, a pretty terrible game. And now I'm full on thinking that we can actually (laughs) do this again. (laughs) And might actually be on. Tottenham lost, West Ham lost. Chelsea won, but uh, Leicester keep dropping points. I mean, I've heard, it's, talk to me. Where are we now no, in the season? I don't,
1: I don't want to do it. Because if we I...
0: win our game in hand, and it's a big if Stop against Manchester it. United, Stop what, it. we're three points behind Leicester?
1: We've said if every podcast, I think, this season, if we do this, if we win that. But it's Man United away. Um, and mm. I, I know we're all getting carried away, me included, because you look at the tables Oh, four points, three points. If we win that, uh, and we'll do it. But it's Man United away, and we, we hardly ever win there, if ever win there,
0: recently. I was going to bring this up later. Do you remember the last time we did win at Old Trafford?
2: I was at Old Trafford for the when we beat them in the 2014? in the Europa League. I think we beat them in like was it was twenty sixteen. Coutinho scored that goal. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about the league though.
1: Twenty fourteen. Yes, really? we were on for the league.
0: Yes, exactly that. So I think Em was right on the last time we won at Old Trafford. But last time the league was that twenty fourteen game when it was like I think it, I don't know if it was Moyes' last game, but it was yeah, it was the sort of oh. the final nail in the coffin of David Moyes' Man United tenure. Which was I a mean, great we, we nailed
2: that. Yeah, we nailed that trivia there, Purds. I mean, yeah, well
0: done.
2: I'm kind of I'm like so shocked. Like I think Andy's absolutely undersold it there. Like I think I think we should be running around the kitchen doing celebrations. <laughs> I can't well, I've broken my foot. Me, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um all right yeah well let's let, we'll come on to that a little bit later put a pin in that what did we think of the of the Southampton game 2-0 wasn't amazing showing but it was pretty solid performance didn't you think Emma
2: yeah I was doing the live text for this and everyone was like obviously tweeting into like BBC football saying oh I'm just waiting for the inevitable equaliser or you know the late goal and uh yep. so that was the most pleasing thing for me was that Liverpool managed to hold on, and um, I didn't really feel like a goal was coming. Um, I did I did kind of get the sense that they that they would hold on. I don't know whether I was on my own in that, but so for me, that was kind of a bit of progress to what we've seen recently. Um, I just think at the back, uh, Reese Williams and Nat Phillips did a really good job. Um, they their first they, clean sheet together. Yeah, and um I think individually they were they were both pretty solid. Um understandably there was a couple of mistakes, but you get that with defenders anyway, let alone kids at the back. So um yeah, midfield I thought looked okay. Um again, not quite as sharp up front, but um I think overall it was it was it was all right. So, was yeah.
0: A, and we'll take that, won't we? This yeah. Year, we'll like, <laughs> right. Um I think yeah, I agree with you. There weren't too many moments where I thought like Oh God, or they like or periods of play where I thought something they get an equalizer here. The same we've seen with like Newcastle and all these other games recently. But there were a couple of moments where Shea Adams got in behind, or that that pass from Allison that went straight oh to him. That was probably the moment. But yeah, getting through that was was pretty big. Um Pers, what did you make of the whole thing? Uh, I love the optimism,
1: but I have to say I thought for the last 20 minutes we were definitely going to equalize. So very happy that you two were right, and we didn't. Um, we just kept giving the ball away. We looked nervous. I thought Robertson was, just had a nosebleed every time he went forward, basically, unfortunately. Um, and you've just mentioned those two chances, but even Femi coming on, like his first chance is smashing Hart oh, yeah. down the middle. Yeah. It's like, puts that either side of Alisson, and it's done. It's like, oh, yeah. come on, boys, wake up. But um, it will do, as we just said. It was painful. Ash, I want to... I Predicted last week it would be a 2 0, but a painful 2 0. Direct quote. Okay. Like that's uh, exactly yeah. what happened. You yeah?
2: did actually. You and did. I
1: put, it, yeah. I put it on Twitter straight after the game. Like yeah, this will bang. One like. So, uh, I don't know what's going on.
2: Was that your mum? Uh, <laughs> <yeah.
1: laughs> it was her burner account. Nabby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you
2: could have texted uh, us, then, then he would have got three likes. Well,
1: yeah, I, exactly. I added, well, added Gagan Press podcast and Someone replied saying, like, uh stop it. You've just won. Just enjoy it. And you'd like that, Andy, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Was that you? My um, yeah, cat, we actually. <laughs> so, you've, got, you've got access. I've got access. And that's it. And I didn't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Interesting. I'll, uh, I'll have to look into that later. See what, God, see, what uh, happened, uh, anyway, see what happened.
1: Anyway, I won't click this house. up anymore. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Uh, Something I am more sure about is Thiago looked very good and I think it was probably his best performance in an attacking sense for a little while and obviously he got the goal at the end, very nice goal, good finish. Are we starting to see the best Thiago now? Uh, I think I've said this quite a lot of times this season, I'm getting deja vu as I say it, but is it happening? Are we going to see a a different breed of Thiago now?
2: Go on, Pads.
1: Oh, okay. Um... (laughs) Okay. I'd like to say yes, but <laughs> I don't, he did He did um, have quite a iffy game, in my opinion. Um, There's a few on the edge of the box that he, he gave away, or just slow. But um, towards the end of the game, he grew into it. And yeah, with having Fabinho behind him is absolutely key. And we levelled this at United with, unlock Pogba, buy a DM and unlock him. But it's actually working now with Thiago, and so good to see him score that goal.
0: Mm, there was that moment as well where um, I think it, w- it was at 1-0 when we were trying to sort of get out of and a half and he just pirouetted about three players in one move and won the foul. And that was just like, yes, this is what we bought him for. We're finally starting to see a bit more of him. Oh,
1: the headers as well. Still winning headers when he just has no right to. I love that.
0: Yeah, he's about four foot 11. And he's yeah. up against <laughs> Yannick Vestergaard or something. Uh, Emma, what's your take on the, on the Thiago situation at the moment?
2: Yeah, he definitely looked more like... Yeah, more like his best. I think I absolutely agree with Perth. I think it's really key that he's got Fabinho behind him. But I still think um, he hasn't quite got up to the intensity of um, sort of the way that local play. It. And I also think that isn't helped by the fact that um, I think the runs that we're making up front haven't been anywhere near as good this season. And also uh, the width. We haven't had the same kind of width with Trent and Robertson as we've had previously. So I think that... I think he's perhaps having to delay his passes because he's not got quite as much on as, as we perhaps like would have had. So I think that has an impact on, you know, him perhaps delaying or dallying over the ball a little bit. So hopefully that will come. Um, but yeah, I think I, overall I was, I was pleased. And I think the goal for the captain is, I agree like probably his best performance so far.
0: Yeah. First goal in the Premier League for Thiago. First, combination this season for Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane. That seems absolutely crazy to me. Can you believe that? I mean, what, what has happened there this season? Because obviously we've we talked a lot about uh, Liverpool as a Liverpool as a collective as an attacking force not being quite at it this season. But that's that kind of sums it up that there's not enough um, interplay between them that we've seen in recent seasons. Emma, I'm going to throw that to you to try and expand on.
2: Yeah, I actually tweeted that and got loads of stick from people saying like, Oh, stop trying to fuel the money salad hatred thing. And I was oh like,
0: God, Yeah. yeah I was like, how are you?
2: That. I was like, I just tweeted a fact. Like it, it, it blows my mind because you tweet like a stat and then people go like, Oh my god, you're saying that manet hate salad. I was like, I've not said that at all. It's just a fact. Um that blew my It mind. could be it um, could be
0: worse. It could be like purrs and you're not getting any engagement at all. Wow, so. that's true,
2: yeah. 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 Um <laughs> So.
0: one like
2: <laughs> he's, he's got he's got a broken foot we need to be nice um, <laughs> yeah um, I just I the reason why I tweeted it was because as soon as it popped up I was like that's mad like, I had the same reaction yeah. like that was the extent of my reaction was what a mad stat so um, but yeah I think it shows that uh, the combinations haven't been there this season because um, I'd be interested to see um, what you know what kind of combinations Firmino and Mane have had or Firmino and Salah and perhaps Fabinho and Salah are those kind of combinations mm-hmm. um I think obviously Hen- with Henderson missing I think that's that's been massive for Liverpool because I do think he is that kind of in-between man who often um brings those those three together um I think we've missed that because Thiago hasn't quite been that player um so that's why I think the combinations haven't quite been there but it is still crazy. And I think that that just shows, yeah, that just shows, I think, the lack of, um, yeah, kind of gel that we've got in attack at the moment. So um, yeah, I, uh, I I was a little bit concerned when I saw that stat because I thought, yeah, that's something that needs to
0: change. Looking at the overall team stats, uh, Mane has five assists this season and Salah has four. Uh, yeah, obviously only one has been to the other. Um, a little bit sort of low numbers. But the really worrying thing for me is that from our midfielders, nobody's got more than more than two pre- Premier League assists this season. And that, oh, that's Shakiri, and you can you can sort of count him as an attacker. So it's one for Curtis Jones, one for Oxley chamberlain one for Milner, one for Henderson. I know a lot of them have had injuries and have been in and out of the team, but unless it's Trent or Robertson playing it on, or Firmino playing it on, there's very little in the way of, like, creativity, mm. um, attacking creativity, coming like final ball creativity coming from this Liverpool team at the moment, which is a shame. I think it doesn't help if we're talking about... St- Mane and Salah they're both their sort of game is to be that final pass is to be the final one and I don't think you can necessarily always have them both trying to do that and I think in previous seasons we've seen them both be a bit more selfless um but yeah I think that, that it just brings home that we need something more from from the midfield in a way that we haven't we uh, need to
2: be more haven't. clinical being so wasteful yeah. that that's another thing and that's what loads of people commenting saying like oh He's missed all these chances and it was almost like a competition of who's missed more chances which I was like again I don't get that like the whole Liverpool team have missed countless chances and that doesn't help so when you're looking at numbers in terms of assists and goals they're both of them um I'm pretty sure and this that I don't have the numbers in front of me but both of them their numbers are so much lower than previous seasons that's in both yeah. categories in assists and goals so that in itself you know there's enough I think
0: Definitely. Uh, Perds, what's your big takeaway from those kind of stats? Is it that we need another creative midfielder or is it that we need somebody more clinical in the box or just to change the way they they play or what are you taking from those stats?
1: It it shows that we've got a lot of limitations in our team in that we basically rely on the fullbacks to provide for everyone. Like we have the past couple of seasons and when they're not firing because they haven't got protection behind them this season, we're just limited. Um, So that's the main one from seeing that. But then, yeah, also it is, we're crying out for a proper number nine still. Uh, We managed to get away with it uh, as Bobby was on fire for a few seasons. But now he's on start, his decline, unfortunately. So we do need a proper goal scorer. And then, yeah, looking at that midfield as well, we've got Curtis Jones. And then is that it for attacking midfielders? Like that's, that's just not enough. You look at City and they've got like 10,
0: um, so I guess the idea is that, I mean, Oxay Chamberlain can do that role, and cater uh, is supposed to be that kind of thrusting the, the, it's, as well. It's
1: not enough, and it's especially not enough when they're the most injury-prone players in the league. And no, Oxlade-Chamberlain Chamberlain's no, no, on one assist. Kate hardly played. You know, on on paper, if they were fit, then we probably just about enough. But even then, you're probably looking at getting a proper attacking mid, Coutinho-esque style. Mm. I don't want him back. I'm just saying.
2: I'd like <laughs> to US. see him. I, I would like to see him bring in number number nine, and move Firmino, into that midfield role because I think he could do that role. Um, yeah, and so that would be I more think...
0: of like a four-two-three-one kind of situation then. Yeah, in the whole. Yeah, hole,
2: just free yeah because and and I'm I'm picturing this obviously with you know with Van Dyke with Gomez with Henderson. So I, in an ideal world, you'd have either Henderson and, and Thiago alongside Fabinho. And then probably, um, yeah, Firmino dropping into that. Like, I'd I'd love to see Firmino in that role because I think, I think he does that anyway. And then you still mm. get the sort of you know the pressing off the ball and. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think I think you need an out and out striker, which Liverpool haven't had for for years now. I can't remember the last time. I mean, we obviously had Sturridge, but he wasn't in his prime. So, yeah, not since Squares, really. Have we had proper striker?
0: Yeah, like that. is he coming back as well? Uh, I doubt it. And also he cost a lot of money and he is quite old, although he is still doing the business that <laughs> might be on for a league title in Spain. So good luck to him. One player that we have been linked with, but certainly will not solve those kind of striking worries is Eves Bissuma uh, of Brighton. Uh, he looks like he would be more of a Wijnaldum kind of replacement, assuming that he goes in the summer on a free... Um, I'll throw that back to you, Emma. Have you do you know much about Basuma as a player or is he the kind of player that you think that Liverpool do need or are there other priorities?
2: Yeah, I've watched a lot of Brighton this season, I've worked on them a lot this season. Um, really, yeah, I really like him. I think he's a really dynamic player. Uh he's game really well. Um, I think he's got a lot of qualities, which is similar to the album. So of a like for like replacement. Um, I'd be more than happy to see Basuma at Liverpool, but um, it's just a case of how much you're going to pay for him because he is absolutely in Brighton's sort of top tier. So yeah. it depends on how much they're asking. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I think you have to replace Bernardo. So um, if you were bringing if you're bringing in Basuma for a reasonable price, I think that's fine. Uh, but as Perd says, I think I'd still like to go out and get um, you know a, a kind of a top tier midfielder and, and a top tier striker to to complement that. Um, but yeah, as a, as a squad player, um, very, very good, very talented player. So um, yeah, I'd be happy with
0: that. Yeah. Like Percy, you'd be thinking that you'd need a striker, maybe a more attacking midfielder, someone like Bisuma to to uh, cover Adam's loss and then maybe a defender as well then? Yeah, like even if, well, it looks like it will be Kabak and or Konate coming into the summer. Are those the kind of the positions that you're expecting Liverpool to strengthen in the summer?
1: Yeah, I think if... Wynaldum goes, then Basuma instantly becomes top of our list because Wine basically played every game this season. And without him, God knows yeah. where we'd be. Well, even for the lower, last like three. Seasons. Lower than sixth. Yeah, exactly. So um the striker could take a back seat yet again, which would be unfortunate. But um Canate's basically over the line. Then you're looking at Basuma. Um, and you'd probably have to miss out on that attacking midfielder if you're looking for centre-back centre-mid and striker a fourth one's probably too much to ask i think
0: unless you can find somebody again and we've already got jota but maybe somebody that can play deeper and play a striker or play wide and play a striker you know yeah i mean i'm
1: excited for harvey elliott to come back so that could be like our fourth signing in a way getting him back
0: yeah you're just excited for somebody younger than you to be involved (laughs) yeah that'd be crazy imagine that (laughs) All right. Well, we will take a quick break there. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the game against Manchester United this Thursday. Uh, Okay. so we already mentioned the last time Liverpool won at Old Trafford in the Premier League was 2014. uh, So the omens aren't amazing. Uh, Klopp has said that Liverpool will need to win all four of their remaining Premier League games in order to stand a chance of getting top four. Can we do this, Emma? Is it on?
2: Uh, personally, I personally I still don't think I still don't think Liverpool will have enough. Uh, it's is out of their on. hands. It is is <laughs> out of their hands. I mean you you're literally relying on Chelsea and Leicester and West Ham all you know completely bottling it. Um I don't think we I need to think... worry
0: about Chelsea. I think if we just focus on Leicester and West Ham. I think we've already got the run on Tottenham, so just if we're going for that final fourth spot, I think Chelsea will secure in third now.
2: I mean, it, it look it's going to be interesting. It's going to be difficult, but like, yeah, I think because it's out of their hands. I think I agree. I think um, if they beat Man United, that does change things. Um, but I, again, I, I I think I think Liverpool have to win the next four games. That's it. Like, it's a standard chance, really. I think if 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 they drop points in those four games, and I, I just can't see it happening. Yeah. We've got
0: yeah. quite a favourable run-in compared to, obviously, Leicester, who've got, I think, United, Chelsea and Spurs as their remaining three games. But, perds for me, I can just see Liverpool doing something amazing against Man United, who are maybe focusing on, on their Europa League commitments coming up and their fixture congestion. So maybe we, I can see us getting something out of that and then going and losing to Burnley. or something. That is exactly what I was going to
1: say. That is, that is the worst case scenario because I'll go mental after full-time whistle on Thursday if we win, <laughs> as if we've just won the league. Um, and then we could easily go and mess it up against West Brom or Burnley. Um, so I'd almost rather lose to Man United on Thursday and just have it done with. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the hope doesn't kill me as much because I'm starting to build it now. This,
2: I mean, the this is why good. you can't hope. Yeah, this, this is why you can't hope because then then if you beat Man United, then you can just, just enjoy that as a victory of... You know, against Man United, because like if you'd said this a week ago, nobody would have been expecting us to be in a position or two weeks ago, expecting us to be in a position to challenge for the top four. So that hasn't really changed, I can say, because it's still not in Liverpool's hands. So that hasn't really changed. So if you just go into that Man United game in the same mindset of you've just got to go and try and get as many points as you can, then. We're not going to do that, though, are we? Well, exactly. So (laughs) celebrate the win against Man United. I'd rather beat Man United. And like then lose to Man United, because if 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 you're gonna lose one of the four games anyway, just don't make it Man United.
0: (laughs) So Emma, Emma, West Brom already relegated, Burnley, nothing to play for, and then home home to Palace Palace last day of the season. I mean,
2: yeah,
0: that's
2: not bad, is it? No, absolutely. Yeah, L- L- Liverpool, Liverpool have got a good run in, but that means absolutely nothing this season. And that's, that's why I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm being level-headed. I'm not being pessimistic about it. I think like, they, you know, they've mm. absolutely got a chance. But uh, yeah, for me, I just think you have to win all four games. Um,
0: question here then, does qualifying for the Champions League, is it going to matter to attracting uh, transfers this summer? Emma, you're nodding at me.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you want if you want a top striker in, then you've got to be playing Champions League football because you're not going to get a striker for, you know, and even one for decent money. I mean, you're going to have to be paying a bit of dollar for, for a top striker to come in that, you know, that can improve a side that's already got Firmino, Jota, Salah, and Bane in there. Um, so without yeah. the draw of Champions League football, I just I I just can't see you getting that kind of striker in. I mean, you're looking at if if the types of players that they're discussing to go to Man United or to go to Man City or Chelsea, etc. You know, they're talking about the likes of Harry Kane and, and players of, of the same ilk and Jaden Sancho, Jack Grealish. They're, they're not going to go to teams that aren't in the Champions League, not with the quality that they've got. So, um, yeah, it's an absolute must for me. Perds uh, give me
0: slightly more optimism than that.
1: <laughs> I wasn't, actually. I was going to go even further. And say <laughs> okay We're Christine. finished. No, well, this could be Klopp's biggest game in his Liverpool history, or one oh. in that... He's, if we, he's
2: won
0: a Champions League final, Perds, you idiot. The, Come the
1: on. Path, <laughs> no, but, like, into, like, getting us into the next era. The path where we go okay. down and play Europa League next season could see us piss about with more of the same players and stumble and not win the league again. If we get into the Champions League and we sign some top quality we could dominate the next decade. You know, I think it's that, it's that close.
2: Oh, he's gone uh, big.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Jeez. Now, I mean, <laughs> I was going to present a counter-argument in that oh, some please of Liverpool's... Do. Please. Uh, Liverpool's transfer strategy has never been about buying players at the top of their game. Okay, you can use Thiago as the exception of that rule and maybe Alisson as well, but even players like Van Dijk, they weren't playing Champions League football before they came to Liverpool. Uh, Mane and Salah became superstars at Liverpool and you know all the rest of the players as well and throughout the recent history at least there are good examples of, of players that Liverpool have bought and brought on without the carrot of Champions League football so if you look at players like Suarez and Coutinho even, and Jordan Henderson, these players were signed when Liverpool weren't a Champions League football club, which is encouraging. And I do sort of have faith in Michael Edwards to, to still be able to find those players. And because of Liverpool's recent history as, as 2020 uh, Premier League winners and 2019 Champions League winners, that I think there is still that faith in Liverpool's ability to bounce back. Whereas maybe before in previous seasons when we've been out for five or six years, then it looks a bit bleaker. Um, I still think Liverpool have got pull, regardless of what happens this season. But yeah, obviously, if you're going to go and go big on, say, Jaden Sancho or something this summer, and you're going up against Manchester City or Man United, you want to be able to have Champions League football on the table for next season. Um, Yeah, I'm just thinking,
1: like, you're right. But but those players were bought, um, like, for the future. So we bought Van Dijk, and then he wins the league in a couple of years' time. We're looking to keep winning stuff right now, which is why we brought in Thiago, to keep winning trophies. Obviously, it hasn't worked this season, but I think that's their mentality now, is to go for the bigger names so we can dominate for this period of time, now that we've established ourselves there, as opposed to getting Robertson for 8 mil, and in a few years' time, then we start winning. We need to keep winning now, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a different dynamic. Like I think, like it's really interesting points there, Andy. Actually, and I hadn't really thought of it like that. But I do think it's it is different because, as per se, like you were probably Liverpool was sort of a team in transition there anyway, and they were looking upwards. Mm. Whereas now, because they've been in the Champions League positions, they've been at the top and they're, they're sort of declining. I think that's that's a, a dangerous position because it's it's difficult then for players coming in to see how how you can immediately jump back up. So and yeah. and I, I absolutely get what you're saying, but then you know when we talk about players like Jack Grealish and Harry Kane at the moment, then they're, they're not probably playing Champions League football anyway. But they're players that should be, and I think that's that's the problem is that when you talk about players who should be playing Champions League uh, that are already at that level, um, and you're competing with clubs that will that will absolutely be going for that. Any any club um, that is competing in Champions League next season will have an eye on Harry Kane if they've got a budget for him. Like you'd be absolutely stupid not to. Um, yeah. And if local are going up against those clubs um, who already have a hell of a lot more money, um, then I just think yeah, you've got to have you've got to have Champions League football to at least you know attract attract them to the brand of what local football club is, um, and not one that is perhaps looking slightly in decline as opposed to you know looking forward.
0: Can we rejoin the Super League? Is that an option? <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> yeah. um, none avoid it. None
2: avoid it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just coming back to this game, then specifically, where where do we think this game will be won and lost against United Perds, I'll go to you.
1: The score line. Um good. I think, yeah. I think
2: Michael, <laughs> all right, chill out. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think if we need Kabak back, but I'm not sure that's gonna happen. Because I thought Yeah, that's a little bit worrying, isn't it? It's not fair. For me to out Reese Williams like I'm about to, but he's <laughs> <Do> not. <it. laughs> but he's not at the level we need right now, unfortunately, and it's through no fault of his own. He's been thrown no. in the deep end, but you not to tell. face
0: Cavani and Greenwood yeah, and Rashford or
1: even Che Adams. Um, he's just not at the level at the moment. Hopefully, he gets there, but against United's attack, Christ, we could be in for a big scoreline here.
0: All right, cheers for that. Jeez. Sure. Um bundle of optimism today. What what painkillers have they got you on? I thought you were going to make you a bit more uh... <laughs> uh, Emma, what, how do you see this game panning out?
2: Yeah, I think it's gonna be one a lot in the transitions. Um I think Man United with the pace that they've got in attack and yeah, just the the sort of the swift sort of yeah, transition that they can get from sort of winning the ball back in the field and then um, using the, the, sort of the wide attackers and um, you know the likes of Mason Greenwood and Bruno Fernandes, who can sort of uh, break through those lines, um, you know, with sort of one ball, uh, two passes, lots of first touches. I think between those sort of combinations up front, and I think that causes all kinds of problems for Liverpool's makeshift defence. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think you've got to, I just think you've got to look after the ball. Like that's the main thing. Could be a big game for Fabinho then, in that sense. Absolutely, I think he's going to be key. I think he has to dominate that midfield, but also I think he's probably got to play a little bit deeper in terms of providing that sort of like that protection for the for the back two. Because yeah, I just think I just think Fernandes particularly could have a bit of field day in in between that lines, just outside the box. So hopefully not. Mm. Lf- Allison's yeah, got
1: to play exactly the same as well in that switched on at every moment to come and clean up any errors we yeah. make because that was key last game we would have yeah. definitely lost that if he wasn't switched on, he was 100% focused knowing that he's got two inexperienced at the backs ahead of him um, so he just needs another man of the match performance like that and we could scrape something
0: Good, wow, well, yeah, optimism uh, on that then, let's. I'll go straight back to you Pers. prediction for this game on Thursday at Old Trafford Will it be a first win since 2014? Um
1: yeah, why not? Two one Liverpool.
0: Lovely stuff. You, you don't <laughs> believe that. I could see it no, in your I don't. just <laughs> saying no, it. I don't. <laughs> that that won't be one you're tweeting back out for uh for Unless the engagement. It's
1: right. Unless it's right, and hopefully I get two likes this time.
0: There you go. <laughs> uh <laughs> Emma, what are you saying?
2: Uh I, I don't lie like this, So I'm being completely honest. Uh f- Three one, Man United. Oh no! <laughs> uh. um, I'm going to go in the middle.
0: I think Man United, with the fixture congestion, they may have to rotate a little bit. I think Liverpool are going to be so up for this that it will end in one of those terrible nil-nil draws that quite often happens in these games, which will still give us a slight chance. I think. Yeah, can we draw? Three. Can can we, we draw? Us- I mean, I mean, it all depends on what Leicester and we West Ham do.
2: Yeah. it's out of our hands
0: it's out of our yeah. hands but I mean again the good thing is that Leicester do have to play United, Chelsea and Spurs as their last three games yeah. so potentially they could lose all of those and then you know we're in easy easy Um. yeah and on that note of confidence uh, I think that's all <laughs> we've got time for uh, thank you so much for listening drop us a review subscribe all of that stuff uh, we'll be back again well, next week, then, to talk you through not only the main United game, but uh, it's West Brom after that, isn't it, Pirds? Is it? Yep, sure. Good. Yeah. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I always introduce Emma as a real journalist and you just, just well, as Pirdy. let me it. check it
1: um, and I'll... Hang on. When are we playing?
0: Uh, Sat- yeah, West Brom away. It's 4.30. Good. Okay. Uh, do you want to do a prediction for that as well?
1: No, we'll save that. Tune in next time.
0: Ooh. Good. when it's when it's already happened yeah 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 (laughs) uh all right say goodbye birds
1: goodbye actually might see you
0: friday if we win if not monday good point all right potentially see you friday and it's goodbye from me and emma say goodbye
2: see you on friday hopefully Bye bye (laughs)